Hey there, I'm Heather Mulder, a former AmLaw 100 partner who just five years into my legal career found myself teetering on the edge of burnout. So that I didn't become yet another attorney burnout statistic, I decided it was time to redefine success from the inside out. Fast forward a few years and it worked. I had a thriving legal career balanced with a fulfilling life. What I learned is that you can achieve the success you want without sacrificing yourself in the process. And I'm on a mission to help you do exactly that. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both law and life. This is the Life in Law Podcast. Do you sometimes or maybe often feel like you're dragging yourself out of your bed to do work you're just not that motivated about anymore? Do you ever look back on your younger self, maybe it's 10 or 20 years ago, maybe even just one or two years ago, and think, who was that confident, inspired attorney? Where did he or she go? Want to get your moho back, as one of my clients put it when she first reached out to me. If this is you, I want you to know that you're not alone and there is definitely hope. Today, we are talking about what's going on and how to get your moho back, starting right now. Hey there, this is Heather Mulder, host of the Life and Law podcast, and last month, we talked about what I like to call the lawyer paradox, the work hard model we all follow. You follow the the so-called rules, you do everything right, you achieve much, and whatever that achieve is, whether it's making partner, whether it's building your own book of business, whether it's starting your own firm, whether it's being appointed as GC of your company, you end up dissatisfied, unfulfilled, thinking, why aren't I happier? Shouldn't I be? All that despite your outward success and doing all the things right. That's the lawyer's paradox. And if you didn't listen, A, I recommend you do go back and listen because it's going to be very helpful to you and it's complimentary to today's episode. The answer, short answer, was to reconnect with your personal values. Today, we're going to build upon that. What do you do once you've reconnected to those values of yours? How do you actually fill the gap we talked about in that episode? So again, Go listen to it if you didn't, and then come back here. It is complimentary. I actually recommend you go back and listen to it before you continue on with today's episode. But the gap that we were talking about, just as a refresher, if you did listen, is you were going to reconnect with your values and identify where are you not fully honoring your values or aligning with your values in how you're living your day-to-day life, in the goals that you set, in, you know, where you are with your practice? What's the gap between where you actually are and how you're living versus where you'd like to be and what you'd like it, everything to feel and look like? And then you've got to fill it. And I know you probably have questions about, well, how do I do that? Right? Or at least some questions around how to do it. And I know this because A, I had questions when I realized I had a big gap that this happened for me back when I was at my first law firm. And I started to look around and see that there were happy attorneys and unhappy attorneys. And it seemed to me that the happier attorneys, the ones that were fulfilled, the ones who really enjoyed what they did, had kind of gone their own way. 
had kind of created their own practices. They hadn't followed all the so-called rules. They hadn't done it like everybody else. They hadn't mirrored everybody else. They'd gone their own way. And over time, I came to realize that they were, they'd gone their own way based on their own personal values. And I started to explore my own and figure out, okay, what's going on? And I realized there was a gap with my firm itself, with the culture of the firm. It didn't fit me. It didn't fit my values. And I started to have questions, okay, but what does that mean? How do I fill that gap? So those are the kinds of things we're going to get into today. And of course, I hear this from clients too when we start to do this work. The one thing I know, if you go back to Heather back then, and if you went and asked any of my clients who've come to me in the space that you might be in now, once they get to the other side, once we do our work together, here's what they would tell you now. Be patient with yourself. Give yourself permission to be a bit messy, to let go of all the perfectionist tendencies you want to use against yourself, to let go of the all or nothing mentality. We talked about that last week, y'all. You're going to want to go back and listen to it if you didn't. That one you can listen to after today's podcast. Because this type of work, y'all, is meant to be messy. And guess what? It's actually kind of fun if you don't fight it and you allow it to be messy because you can get curious about what it means. You can get excited again about reconnecting with those values and starting to take steps to figure out what it means and know that, okay, it may not always be right steps, but I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to get myself to wherever it is I'm meant to be that feels good and that is exciting. When you allow yourself to be messy, when you give yourself permission to be messy, and you're patient with yourself and your results, you're going to learn more about yourself that will help you move forward more quickly. I promise. So that's the message I want you to take going into today's episode. And because so many people, so many clients, and frankly, when I talk in general to people about this, it kind of feels a little like woo-ish, and it's really not. But because we don't talk about our values very often, because we don't lead with our values as much as we could or should, and we don't learn how to do this from a young age, it feels that way. It doesn't feel concrete enough. And so we lawyers, we like step-by-steps, right? We like to know, well, the how-to, how do I actually do something? That's why I wanted to come in here and really compliment last month's session on values work to go over some more specifics around how to fill the gaps and how that helps you get to the place where you ultimately want to be, where you feel better, where you enjoy yourself more, where you actually get motivated again to show up in your practice. All right, so there are three areas that I want you to examine. We're going to get into your industry and type of work. We're going to get into relationships. And we're talking about work relationships here, okay? But you can apply this to your personal life as well. And we're going to talk about firm culture. And just note that I'm going to talk about these with examples, very specific examples from current and past clients. And the reason I'm doing this is because I think it's going to give you a better understanding on the how-to. So there isn't a perfect step-by-step that I can give you because it's customized to each individual based on your values, based on the gaps, based on what you've identified. But by giving you these specific examples, I do think it's going to help you then translate it into, oh, this is what's going on in my life. And this is how I can start to to fill the gaps. Okay? All right. So 
area number one. Start with the actual type of work that you do. What is your industry? What is your niche? Is it the right one? Does it align with your values? Here's what I find happens. We often go into the law thinking one thing. Maybe we started law school this way thinking one thing, or maybe we started our practice this way. And we were excited and we were motivated. And oftentimes that excitement, that motivation, that inspiration, even that we feel is very values-based. And if you listened to that episode last month, you've probably gotten more connected to those values again. Well, the problem is we then start doing the things we're supposed to do, right? We start practicing based on what other people's practices are because we're learning from them and we don't know much. And we think that that means we have to go build our practices into the same type of practices that the people we're working with are. Or maybe a new field comes into play within that practice, like a new area that's just hot. And because it's the hot area, it makes sense to start going in that direction. But if you don't think about this proactively and reconnect it to your values, is this right for me? Then you might end up on the wrong path. And so, for example, I had a client who is a healthcare attorney, and there was an area within that law that started to become hotter. There were a lot more deals and cases and regulatory issues in this particular area. And like any good lawyer who was an equity partner, she followed it because that was an area of growth without really thinking through it. And a couple of years later, she came to me after she had done this and she was unmotivated and she didn't really like half of her clients anymore and she just wasn't enjoying her practice very much. And after doing the values work, we figured out that there was a gap with one of her values, her value being integrity. That particular work that was now a decent size of her practice, I mean, I don't think it was 50%, probably more like 30%, she didn't feel aligned to her value of integrity. Because there were practices that just didn't feel good to her, weren't illegal, weren't unethical, but they didn't feel right to her. So they pushed up against that value and there was that gap, that dishonoring of the value and a very big reason why she didn't look forward to going in in the morning and doing her work for her clients because every day she dealt with some of this. So what was the answer, y'all? And this is hard, right? She needed to let go of that work. So step one, she was no longer going to accept it from new, no more new clients in that area. And then step two, we worked on winding down current clients so that over time, she no longer did the work. There were other people in her firm who could do it, who didn't have an issue with it. That's how she, she transitioned out of it. That's what I'm talking about, okay? So look at the industry, look at the niche you're in, ask is this an area that I feel aligned to? Is this an area that honors and or aligns with my values? Or does it dishonor? Or is it unaligned with an important value? And if that is the case, you're gonna need to start making some changes. So that's area one. Area number two, relationships, people. So you have clients and colleagues in this area, right? You work for clients. And sometimes you might be in the right area. You might be in the right niche, but maybe your clients aren't the right type of clients. So I have a client 
who has her own clients that sometimes don't respect her time. And there's one in particular that questions every bill she has sent out. They always want write-downs and write-offs. They complain all the time. And over time, they came up with this like crazy formula that just takes way too much time, energy, and effort than the actual work is worth for figuring out their bills. And one of her big values is balance. She's building a practice that's a little bit different, that's meant to be more balanced, that doesn't have as many hours requirements for her people. And she needs clients that are going to allow for that. And this pushes up against it because she's spending so much of her time on just the billing and dealing with the, the client on this and the complaints. But now here's an interesting one. She did not drop the client, by the way. <laughs> she also values loyalty. And this is one of her first clients when she went off on her own to build her own practice, her own firm. They've been super supporters of her in that way. They've sent other clients her way, and they could send her more clients. So she doesn't really want to get rid of them, but she needs something to change so that her value of balance can be fully respected. So what's the plan? What she's working through now is how to change how she bills, something simpler and easier, and talk them through it and build a boundary around that. Now, if that doesn't work, she does plan to drop the client. So sometimes it's about boundaries too, okay? It's not always about changing your firm, changing your practice, getting rid of clients. It's about setting boundaries with clients or people. Okay, so that's an example of a relationship issue with a value and a client. How about relationships with colleagues? This also comes up. So I have a client who has a colleague who used to always walk into their office all the time just to ask a quick question. They don't value her time. One of her values is discipline, to be disciplined. And because of these interruptions, she felt like she wasn't very disciplined in her work. It was pushing up against her ability. You know, when you get interrupted, by the way, y'all, it takes time, energy, and effort to refocus. You lose track every time you're interrupted. It's like multitasking. You're interrupting yourself, by the way, when you multitask, so don't do it. But when you're, when you're interrupted in heavy work, it takes effort and energy and brain power to get back on track. You lose a lot of time and some energy too. And that wasn't very disciplined feeling to her. It was very inefficient. She wasn't able to be her best or very good. And so that's how that particular colleague was causing havoc with her value. And so she realized she needed to set boundaries. And the boundary was this. My door is closed. You do not come in. Send me an email. I will let you know when I'm available. And if you do come in, I'm going to say no. She had to train this person, this colleague. And she was able to set and enforce the boundary with that particular person. So three areas, remember. The first is your industry, your type of work that you do. The second, your relationships. Close the gap with your relationships by creating boundaries. Sometimes, FYI, it's more than boundaries. If a boundary doesn't work, you drop them. Maybe it means you leave a firm or you leave a section. When I was practicing, there was a friend of mine who enjoyed the firm we were at but really couldn't stand a partner in her section. And really, it was just a personality misfit. 
and over the course of a year realized this is not a good fit for me, started asking for work from another section, was a very good fit for her there, and over time, transferred sections. Well, that's another colleague issue, right? Sometimes it means making a move. All right, so that was two. What's the third one? The firm itself, the firm culture. Sometimes the culture isn't a fit. So for example, some firms have a very definitive work hard, play hard culture. And some people fit that culture. Others don't. Some fit it when they're younger, but once they get married and start having kids, it no longer fits with them. And it might be related to a value. One of my clients had a value of excellence. When he first started working, the work hard, play hard culture wasn't a problem. He could excel. He worked his butt off. He liked to play hard. Then he got married and had a family. He needed more space and flexibility to be able to excel. So the value didn't change, but because of circumstances, because of age, because of changes to his life, and it changed how he defined the value and what it meant to him. Now, when you fill these gaps and you align more fully your work, the people you work with, who you work for, the industry you're in, and even your firm to your values, it helps to create a higher level of focus. It helps you to excel more, which then enables you to take more steps towards what you want, which then creates more clarity. And here's a bonus, y'all. It helps attract the right people to you. It helps attract client fits, team members that are a better fit, colleagues who actually want to work with you because they're a better fit, you name it. And that is when you can start making a much better impact in the work that you do because everything just flows. Now, (laughs) you're probably thinking, at least some of you are thinking this, uh, if only, Heather, I can't do that. I'm going to lose too much work or business. Or I can't because not enough clients are going to hire me if I show up in that way. And it's really natural to think like this. Your brain, we've talked about this before, but your brain is worried about change and thinking about everything that could be lost. But remember, it's not considering what you'll gain and how much more you can attract. So you need to proactively challenge that assumption. Well, I'm going to lose work. Well, I'm going to lose colleagues that won't want to work with me. You might. I cited my client earlier who gave up close to 30% of her work. But guess what? Over time, her practice grew more because she was going out there looking for the right fits and it became easier. And here's what I can tell you from my own personal experience of building my practice this way and my client's experience. Every single person I've ever known who has done this work has grown their business and has grown it with the right people. Follow your values. Fill the gaps. You can build a practice that's fulfilling, that motivates you, that inspires you, that makes an impact by following your values. And I hope that today I gave you a little bit of clarity on what it actually looks like in real life by using a couple of examples from past and current clients. Now, if this is what you want, this is the type of work that we do inside of Elevate. 
my business development mastermind. It is for shareholders, partners of counsel, senior attorneys who are ready to grow their book of business. If you want to grow your book of business and you are ready for doing this type of work, I invite you to get on the wait list. Doors will open to the wait list soon. And you're going to want to be on that list because it will give you early access along with some special bonuses. All right, that is it for today. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Life & Law Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode and aren't yet a follower or subscriber, be sure to hit the follow and or subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. For show notes and free resources to help you succeed in both Life & Law, including the Life & Law Roadmap, visit lifeandlawpodcast.com.